0: Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa ashadu ilaha illallah waliya salihin Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh khatam al-anbiya'i wal-mursaleen Allahumma salli wa sallam ala abdika wa rasulika muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in wa ba'd Faya ibadullah ittaqullah haythuma kuntum وَيَقُولَ الْحَقْ سُبْحَانَهُ يَا أَيُّهَا النَّاسَ تَقُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّ زَلْزَلَةَ سَاءَ شَيْءٌ عظيم. All praises are due to Allah, Lord of the worlds. And surely Allah is the friend and protector of the righteous. And surely there is no ill-feeling and animosity except for the oppressor. And I bear witness that Allah is one and has no partners and that Muhammad the son of Abdullah is his servant his last messenger and the seal of the prophets to the day of judgment may Allah send his choices peace and blessings to our beloved prophet Muhammad his family his companions and all those who call to his way to the day of judgment as to what follows Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala creator of the heavens and the earth has revealed this Qur'an in a way that defies time. Time as we know it is the past, the present, and the future. But for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the past, present, and future are the same. And this Qur'an, although revealed 1400 years ago, is a relevant guide to what we would face and what humanity would face as we move toward the end of time and as we are entering into the month of dhul hijjah in the chapter of the hajj the chapter of the pilgrimage allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins this chapter bismillahir rahmanir rahim ya ayuhan inna zalzalat asa'a shay'un Adim. Allah begins this mighty chapter reminding us, O humanity and not just Muslims, the whole of humanity, be conscious of your Lord, for surely the quaking of the hour will be a terrible thing. And so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us and shows us that as we move toward the day of judgment, the final time for humanity on this earth. There will be a shaking and a quaking in the universe and also a quaking in our own lives. And no doubt we have seen what is happening in the world that the whole world now is quaking, earthquakes on the rise. We see tremendous calamities coming with the natural elements, the element of fire, which is a blessing in itself because it purifies, but fire is now destroying huge parts of territory. The elements of water, which is a blessing to us, we are mostly made from water, but the water now, the lack of it, or the floods, is turning into a source of destruction. And Muslims are not clear of this. We are right in the middle of this. And because we are part of the last ummah, part of the last nation of the prophets, we have a special mission, that we have to maintain the revelation in its final form to put it into our minds and our hearts and implement it in our lives all the way to the day of judgment and because of this, because of being carriers of this message we are feeling a series of pressures we are feeling it around us we are feeling fear Fear being created by a media or fear in the streets, Islamophobia. And now Muslims even in our beloved land in Toronto, in Canada, even under attack just for the fact that they are Muslims. Women feeling pressure and being under attack just because they are covering their head as the women of the righteous. We are also feel, feeling in the Muslim world, hunger. Hunger is widespread. All of humanity, but we as Muslims, are seriously feeling this in the hotlands of Islam. There is a loss of wealth. Many of the countries that were uh, rich countries have been turned into poverty-stricken zones. The loss of life, And personally, most of us have lost somebody even within the past year. And as we move toward the day of resurrection, life will be taken away. The catastrophic events around us will have an impact on the human life. Our community lost the brother of our beloved Imam Ahmed, And his brother Kunhi Kutti, Mu'ideen Kutti, as we have understood, was a scholar. And one of the interesting qualities of our imam's brother is that he used to take care of the poor. And he spent a lot of time giving to the poor and the undernourished in his community. We have also loved brother Ilyas Mahmud. Who was a pillar in this community in the days of the Jami Mosque? Those of you who remember the days of the Jami Mosque in the 80s, he was one of the first publishers of a Muslim newsletter, um, along with many of us called Anur, and uh, active in the community uh, from the early days. And so for these individuals and the other individuals that we have lost, we say, Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. We say that verily we come from Allah, we belong to Allah, and we will return to Allah. And it is surprising that many uh, Muslims read this at the time of a crisis, but are not aware of the verses that come before this statement or after the statement. And in putting it all together, if we look at Surah Al-Baqarah from verse 155 to 157, and you see the whole thing together, you will see that this verse is talking directly to us. It's talking to us today. And it tells us, يَا bi-sabari wa-sala, إِنَّ اللَّهَ الصَّابِرِينَ They start by saying, O you who believe, seek assistance in patience and in prayer because surely Allah is with the patient and then the verses continue wala taqulu fi amwat bel walakin la tash'urun and do not say do not speak of those who die in Allah's way as though they are dead. No, they are alive. But you know not. So Allah tells us when we speak of individuals who who have been striving in the path of Allah, do not speak about them as though they are dead, as though they are finished. No, Allah said they are ahya, they are alive. But you do not perceive it you don't have the ability to know the state of life that they are actually living in right now. And as we are living in this dunya, this world state of life, that those who die in the path of Allah are in a special state given to them by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then the verses switch. And it's interesting how Allah is so are merciful to us and, and guides us so much, after you speak about the dead, then Allah told us about ourself. So Allah then said, and certainly we will try you and test you, with something of fear, of hunger, of the loss of your property, the loss of your lives, the loss of your crops. Then Allah said, give good news to the patient. So Allah described our situation right now. Fear, hunger, Loss of property, loss of lives, loss of economy. But then we have a way out. Bashar is sabirin. Give glad tidings to those who patiently persevere. Alladina ida asabatum musiba, kalu inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un. So then Allah describes the sabirin. They are those who, when the musibah, When the calamity strikes them, they say, surely we belong to Allah. And surely to Him we will return. And this is a deep use of the Arabic language. Inna lillahi. And the lamb here is possession. It's possession. We literally belong to Allah our soul, our ruh, it belongs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and will return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so the sabirin, at that point of crisis, remind themselves, we came from Allah, all of us, and we will return. And then Allah gives glad tidings in the end of these verses, and tells us, أُولَٰئِكَ Rabbihim wa rahma. And these are the people who will have blessings and mercy from their Lord, and they are the ones who are rightly guided. So, our response to the hardships, our response to the fear that is around us, or supposed fear, our response to the hunger, our response to the loss of wealth, or loss of lives, has to be the response of a The patient people and part of sabah is being steadfast, persistent, to persevere. And that steadfastness is couched in optimism, positivity because if we were pessimists if we thought negative about things then we would be literally destroying ourselves and so optimism positive approach to all situations will give us that blessing inshallah of those who have mercy on them who have blessings and those who are rightly guided And it is interesting that the word huzan or hazan, sadness, or sorrow or grief, it does not appear in the Qur'an anywhere as sadness or grief. It is not a description given to the believers anywhere in the Book of Allah. And this is important for us to realize because sadness, And sorrow, it can lead to depression. And you know what I mean, I have felt this myself, we all feel this. You feel sad, you just feel negative, you feel in grief. And if that continues in your life, it has an impact on your mind and on your body. It can lead to depression, it can lead to defeat. In this world, and so when Allah subhanahu wa taala tells us of hazan or huzn, there's different ways of saying it. Allah tells us in Surah Ali Imran, "Wala tahinu, wala wa in Allah tells us, and do not falter. Don't get shaky, and do not get sad, for you will be. On top, you will be victorious if you are truly believers. So this is the way Hazan comes in. It, it tells us in Surah <clears throat> Ali Imran 170, Alehim, Yahzanun. It's talking about awliya, the friends of Allah. They have nothing to be afraid of and they have nothing to be sad about. Sorrow, yes, when the musibah strikes us, when we lose our family, we lose our friends, we feel something inside of ourselves. But once we remember Allah, that leaves the believer. Because we remember that life is a transition from this world into another world. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Clearly shows anywhere in the Quran where yahzanun, where huzn comes in, it says they are not of those who are sad. And when you see the verse that says la khawfun alehim, wa lahum yahzanun, it shows us la khawfun Alayhim in the present. Don't be afraid of anything. Don't be afraid of the future. And do not be sad and sorrowful about the past. So the past, present and future. For the believer should be optimism. It's optimism. We have a natural grief process that we go through, but optimism. Because sadness in the heart as the scholars have shown us, it is one of the things that the shaitan, the devil billah, he loves this. Because if it reaches the heart, it causes depression and it causes the person to go off the path. That this feeling of sadness, it's something we need to ask Allah to take away from us. Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, used to make a prayer. Allahumma inni bika min al-hammi wal-hazan. As part of the prayer, he said, Oh Allah, I seek refuge in you from, uh, sadness and from faltering, being weakness, weakness and sadness. So he would ask Allah, I'm seeking refuge in this. Don't let this come into my heart. Shaykh Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah, one of the great scholars of Islam, he said in translation, don't ruin your happiness with worry. And don't ruin your mind with pessimism. Don't ruin your success with deception. And don't ruin the optimism of others by destroying it. Don't ruin your day by looking negative at yesterday. Don't ruin your day. You look at yesterday, you take lesson from it, but don't look with sadness, with huzn. Be optimist. Be positive. Have the trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And depend upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And it is that tawakkul ala Allah, that trust in Allah, that can make every situation that the believer comes into a positive one. And so we find ourselves in this. And of the great reflections made by our scholars, I want to leave you with a great reflection of our scholars about the heart. He spoke to me and he spoke to you. And he said, remember, when you're feeling sad, you could be sleeping and the doors of paradise are being opened with du'as that were made on your behalf. You could be sleeping. Somebody who is sad, that you brought joy to, could be making du'a for you. Someone who you passed by, and you smiled at that person, could be making du'a for you, Allah could bless you, because you smiled at somebody because you were positive in dealing with other people, someone in distress, and you removed that distress, that person could be making dua for you. Let us never underestimate our good deeds, and never underestimate our Creator Allah Because if we think good about Allah, then inshallah, we will be in a state of goodness. And realize that these tests that we are going through, as a nation, it is a trial, it is a purification, it is a test that our nation is going through, because the whole of the world is about to go into a cataclysm. Catastrophic life. It's moving on us. And Muslims will have a key role to play during the time of the crisis, the time of the cataclysm, to maintain the Qur'an, to maintain the Tawheed, the belief in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to maintain our character, and to maintain our connection with all of the Prophets and all of those righteous people who are living anywhere in the planet that we find them. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to take this hazan, this sadness out of our hearts. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to put happiness into us, that we are positive in our relationship with Him. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give the best to our brothers and sisters who have died recently. We ask Allah to give them the highest part of Jannah. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us and to help us to meet them and we ask Allah Azza wa Jall that our last words in this dunya would be kalima la ilaha illallah muhammadur rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam aqulu qawli wa astaghfir li walakum wa li sa'ili muslimina min kulli dhanbin astaghfiruh innahu ghafurur rahim